Welcome back to the Dog Eaters Pod. This is episode number 147, Thursday, November 16th, 2023. And thank you for making the Dog Eaters Pod a part of your week. We have a whole lot happening in the world of sports betting right now. So in this episode of the pod, I will talk about the new sports book in town, one that's set to challenge the big boys at the top. And then we'll dive into some college hoops, some college football, the NFL. And of course, we'll close out with our official Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week for week 11 in the NFL. Let's get right to it. ESPN Bet launched this week on Tuesday, November 14th. Unless you've been living under a rock, uh, you've probably noticed. It's now live in 17 states, live under Penn. Uh, Penn's license taken over the Barstool skin. Pour one out for Barstool Sportsbook. That train wreck's now over, even though uh, Penn's still dealing with some of the fallout with the Massachusetts regulators and, and elsewhere. But uh, per friend of the pod, Sam McQuillan of Legal Sports Report, the ESPN Bet app set a record for the most downloads of any sports betting app in a two-day span on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Not a big shocker at all. A lot of people have known this is coming, and uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens the next few weeks, months, and even years uh, with this product. I've mentioned before that I've been fascinated with with how Penn and ESPN Bet are going to navigate the the real impact that ESPN journalists and ESPN staff members have on betting markets. In particular, you know, a few people like you know, Schefter. Uh, in particular, and some of the other local reporters like Courtney Cronin um, here in Chicago, the Bears beat reporter, uh, they, they move markets with their tweets and with the, what they say about player injury news. And uh, this week, ESPN announced its guidelines to its employees. And a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of it is what you would expect. You know, prohibited activities include disclosing confidential or non-public information that the employee has been exposed to as part of their job. Uh, very much a gray area there, um, and that includes player injury. So, real interesting one to navigate in practice, and and also prohibits them from placing bets on games that they're assigned to work or cover. Um, obviously, there's there's a lot of nuance to that. You know, they can't place the bets themselves, but being able to police them, maybe telling people people they know to place bets, um, you know, it gets it gets really murky there. And ESPN has a unique challenge on this front because you know, let's face it, these the old bar stool personalities and even talking heads that are hired by other sports books don't really move the needle on the betting markets. Uh, you could even argue the barstool people, you just want to do the exact opposite of what they'd say. But the ESPN employees, regardless if they're, you know, it's, it's one thing to recommend a bet. And of course, that's the other thing with ESPN. You're going to see all these uh, you know, the sports betting talking heads that, that are that think they know sports betting too. I mean, a lot of ex-jocks, just because you know sports does not mean you know sports betting at all. So there's that, but then there's also the, the unintentional way to move the market by disclosing certain information and, and obviously information uh, regarding player news and player injuries. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, they navigate this ESPN, but for us betters, it's you know it's just another app that we have, another, another out that we have. And for those unaware, ESPN and Penn, um, they have contra- certain contractual milestones that can see the deal get nixed uh, in a few years if ESPN Bet doesn't have a certain market share over a certain threshold within a fixed period of time. But um, um, f- the promo for ESPN Bet, I'm going to mention that, is you know, if you bet anything, you get $200 in bonus bets, but some people are up in arms over the 20 20- 20x rollover, rollover requirements in the promo, which you know makes a little bit of sense though. But I have confirmed uh, if you have 
if you had a Barstool account, you can use your old Barstool login for the ESPN app. And I've confirmed with multiple people that you should still get the $200 promo, even if you already had that Barstool account set up. So definitely worth checking out. I have noticed for what it's worth that ESPN bet, and they're using you know their own in-house trading now, like because Penn moved off um, Camby and brought everything in-house. Uh, of course, you know, they're associated with the score. Uh, which is a bigger deal up in Canada, neighbors to the north. But um, I have noticed the ESPN bet app is pretty slow to move on some college basketball games. So you can find some stuff there. If you have an odd screen, you can see them a little slow um, to adjust to, to just market moves, on not just college hoops, but I've it really is sticking out like a sore thumb these past few days. So there should be opportunities there. And uh, Best of luck if you um, if you have the app and, and definitely definitely get it because it's just another out that you have and they should be live in in your state uh, if you're a listener here listening in a legal sports betting state at least 17 states by my my count but um, it should be interesting to follow ESPN bet moving forward no doubt. Oh yeah! Lots of exciting stuff out of the gate in college basketball. We're uh, 10 days into the college hoop season as I record this on Thursday morning, November 16th. And it's been a fun one. Uh, it's Ken, Ken Palm top 10 as of today, November 16th. Purdue, Houston, Kansas, Yukon, Alabama, Arizona, Gonzaga, Tennessee, Marquette, and Baylor. And then Creighton and Duke are right there, right outside the top 10. Lots of parity this year, and it really should be an amazing March once it comes. Uh, but lots of good games so far. We've had some, some early upsets, uh, some mid-major teams that are making some noise. It's just a really wonderful time, and as I mentioned in the pod last week, this is just the most unique time to bet and find edges on the betting boards with college hoops. Early season college basketball brings some wild line moves and spreads and totals and, and even derivatives, so if you have an odd screen out there, you can really pick off some slow-moving books. And Of course, books combat some of this by, by lowering limits, and of course, they're, they're quick to limit people, uh, so tread carefully if you're trying to take advantage, but there's a lot of opportunity out there. Uh, in, in college hoops land, especially in some of these smaller smaller games, smaller conference games involving smaller teams, and, and especially in, in, in totals versus spreads. But uh, we're seeing a lot out there, and it's it's been a fun start to the season. The Gonzaga 50-1 to 1 at Circa that I mentioned last week is now gone. It's at 40-1 to 1 now, but honestly, it's still work, worth a look uh, for a team that I think is under the radar right now, doesn't have many holes really at any point in the roster. And uh, the upside's there, certainly, for a top one, two seed for this team. And it, it you know, seems like the floor is a four or five seed with their schedule. So, you know, there's worse things you can do than having a nice long shot ticket at 40 to one on the Zags when they're in the Sweet 16 and, and they'll be a favorite against a lot of the teams that we're familiar with in the bigger conferences. And they're not going to be much more than the three point underdog against anybody in the tournament outside of, you know, unless there's something completely unforeseen and they have a rash of injuries. Uh, this team is, is right up there on the ratings, and and I think it's a, a wonderful buy-low spot. Uh, just for, the market soured on them the past few years. They were everyone's darlings. Of course, they made it to the title game a few years ago, finally. Haven't got over the hump. But, you know, a lot of people have been frustrated by how they've performed come tournament time, but this team's still really good. We'll learn them a lot more in the next few weeks, but that's just a price that I can't pass up, and I still think it's good uh, at 40-1 to 1 at Circa. And um, and I think the best I'm seeing is 35 to one at DraftKings. If you don't have a Circa account, or if you're in a state that doesn't have Circa, um, I still that's about the limit of what I play it right now. But um, in terms of like tying up your money and finding value, but definitely worth a look on Gonzaga. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen. We're entering the home stretch of the regular season in college football, and. 
have a few plays that I still like this week. Number has moved on all three of these, but still good enough to get into play, at least as I'm recording this on uh, Thursday morning. Um, I like Michigan State this week at, at plus four or better, which is at Caesars as I record this. You know, it's down to three and a half consensus, so we can call it three and a half. And really, let's call it, you know, reduce the position at three and a half. If, it, if you find the four, if you're able to get down at Caesars, it's good for a full position. It was at four and a half earlier in the week. Just It's just a numbers play for me. I have Sparty slightly better on a neutral field uh, versus Indiana. It's a bit of a letdown spot for Indiana. They, they uh, lost their bowl eligibility. They had to win out starting last week to... Uh, to keep their bowl eligibility. We like kind of, I've mentioned this in the pod in the past, fading teams that kind of, you know, they had their preseason goal, and then once they're no longer able to hit it, um, it's worthy of, of potentially looking to fade them. And, and even if they do hit it, maybe there's a bit of a letdown spot the next week, you know, if a team's looking to get bowl eligibility, and that's like their, their reasonable preseason goal. Um, it's it's just worth considering because you get in the mindset of, of some of these players and coaches. And uh, it's a tough one for them after losing that that really close game last week to Illinois. So I like Sparty on the road against Indiana this week. Uh, really anything over three and a half, but but really seek out that four and, of course, look for the best price you can find on the money line. Also in the Big Ten, it's ugly, but Minnesota at catching 27 and a half on the road at Ohio State, and I think that's that's worth a look. It's a prime look ahead spot for Ohio State, of course, you know, heading into their game against Michigan next week. And Minnesota can do a lot to slow this game down, stay within the number, and frustrate the Buckeyes, even though they're on the road here. Now, there were 28s out there earlier in the week, so reduce the position at 27.5, but it's still good to go at that price. And maybe even maybe what I'd do is lock in a partial position at 27.5, and then you can add to make it a full position if and when uh, the 28 hits again, which it, it may well happen uh, heading into the weekend. And then finally, Iowa State at plus seven and a half or better. If you know, this should, a lot of people should have seen this coming. Um, a lot of maybe listeners know about my affection for Iowa State coach Matt Campbell, but they got Texas at home on Saturday night, and Matt Campbell, you know, he continues to remain loyal to that program, which I don't really understand because Ames Iowa kind of sucks, but. Um, he has the Cyclones at 5-2 and two in the conference so far, and honestly, I think he's bound to be poached by a bigger program sooner rather than later anyway. Maybe Texas A&M will get him, but he has this Iowa State team humming along at the perfect time. They just blew out BYU last week, um, and this is a matchup that the Cyclones will bring a lot of confidence in. They always play Texas tough. They almost won this game outright last year. Jonathan Brooks, the Texas running back, he's out, uh, which will impact the, the Texas offense, I think, a bit more than people are expecting. And that offense is going up against a Cyclones D that's one of the best units in the Big 12. And Iowa State's quarterback, Rocco Becht, he's, uh, he's really come along. Stepped up, stepped up uh, after replacing Deckers to start the season. He's really improved as the season's gone along. And the seven and a halves are starting to see some juice on them. This was a little higher earlier in the week. I saw nines on the board. Um, but you're still getting value here, I think, at, at anything at plus seven and a half at minus 115 or better, which you can easily find right now as I'm recording this. It's a good spot, just catching over a touchdown. And definitely be sure to sprinkle some money line on the Cyclones as well. If they do win, this will just be pure chaos in the Big 12 heading into the final weeks of the regular season because there's going to be so many teams sitting with two losses. But I think they have a real shot to win this game outright, but all we need them is to keep it within one score and, and we cash our tickets. So Iowa State at plus seven and a half or better. A bunch of big favorites in the NFL this week. We have six teams favored by a touchdown or more, and three of those are laying double digits. The Cowboys are laying 10.5 at Carolina. The Lions 
down to seven and a half now at home against the Bears. That line was higher, but uh, came down a bit after Fields was announced in. The Dolphins, they're the biggest favorite on the board. They're up to 13 consensus now. I'm even seeing 13 and a half at some spots at home against the Raiders coming out of the bye week, too. The Jags, um, up to seven now at most spots at home against the Titans. The 49ers are laying 11 and a half, 12, depending on where you shop, at home against the Buccaneers. And then the Bills are laying seven at home against the Jets. And double-digit favorite that I think is most likely to go down this weekend. Of course, you know, tread carefully, but I actually think that it's the Cowboys on the road against Carolina. We can get the Cowboys napping here, kind of a last-ditch effort here for Carolina with another uh, change in who will be calling the plays this week. Maybe worth a little bit of a sprinkle on the money line, depending on where you shop, but I wouldn't be in any rush to play that at all either. Um, and of course, the Cowboys are, you know, I've been bullish on them to start the season. They're playing their best ball right now, coming out of their bye week, finally getting CeeDee Lamb the ball. Um, and they're poised, I really do think, to, to make a run in the NFC in the playoffs. We've got our futures on them uh, preseason, and, and they're playing well. But I think this is a spot where they can be caught napping here against the Panthers. Uh, tough to grin and bear it with the Panther team, but the market's about its, at its lowest point on them right now. And you could argue that the market's at its highest point of the season on the Cowboys heading into this game. So certainly not going to get much value in laying the points with the Cowboys here. So I think it's dog or pass in that game. In terms of a game that I do like, um, a side that I like that you can get at, Right now, as I'm recording this, I do like the Browns this week. At you know, it's really a pick 'em, but it's kind of filled out to minus one now. You saw some buyback after the the Watson news came out. They went to a slight dog against the Steelers, but there's pretty quick buyback, um, including by myself. But it's settling out at, at minus one consensus here. I think it's good at that price, minus one or better. They're just a much better unit overall against the Steelers, who have somehow found a way to have a winning record this year, despite uh, just really not having. They can't move the ball on offense. Of course, you know we know about the defense and Watt and everything, but um, they're really outperforming their their metrics and their expectations this year. And yes, Watson's out of quarterback. Uh, but we bet based on price here on the Doggy Juice Pod, and the market has fully priced in the downgrade at quarterback in Cleveland. I think it's overcompensated a little bit here. So the Browns, I think, are good at minus one or better this week at home against the Steelers. And then moving on to teasers to close out the pod, we went to 7-3 and three on the season on the official Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week after the Bills blew it on Monday Night Football. Real tough one there, but... For those unaware, Advantage Teaser Strategy, also known as the Stanford Wong Teasers, you got two legs, two teams, six-point NFL teasers, and you got to be teasing through the key numbers of three and seven on both legs of that teaser, and only lay juice that's minus 120 or better. Tough to come by now. A lot of books have adjusted this, and if you're in Nevada, you can't even get down at that price anymore. Some spots in faraway places, if you're lucky enough, charge minus 110 cherish those if you got it but we'll call it minus 120 or better DraftKings, you could still get at that price uh, in terms of uh, major legal regulated books here in the u.s but we have a few options this week it's not the best week for teasers to be honest um you know the steelers you could get there but like i mentioned you know strong lean to the browns and i'm not even seeing too many one and a halfs on the steelers anyway but the total's so low and of course the teasers are even more valuable with lower totals because it magnifies the relative value of every single point you're teasing through. Because that's all teasers are at the end of the day. You're, you're buying points and you're parlaying uh, the games, you know, the two items together. But it does bring a nice, nice math edge if you're laying that minus 120 or less. So Steelers were there, um, but not touching them. And they could get there again, most likely, in my opinion, but not going to be part of my card. Um, the Lions. Seven and a half down to one and a half at home against the Bears fit, but that's a tough one. They're on a short week. It's a division game, and it's a buy high spot on the Lions, really. I mean, they're really being priced as one of the 
the best teams in the NFL at this point. It's rare to see them as this big of a favorite against anyone, especially in a division game. So, uh, you know, you saw that money coming on the Bears after the Fields uh, announcement this week, but uh, you could tease the Lions down from 7.5 to 1.5, essentially just ask them to win the game at home uh, outright against the Bears. The Commanders are close to being in range. They're down to 9, so be on the lookout for them if they get to 8.5. And, and that should go without saying that um, that if you could tease it's 6.5 point teaser at minus 120 or even uh, minus 130 or better, then it's worthwhile. So the Commanders could be worth a look there, but they shouldn't be laying this many points against anybody, even if it's uh, the Giants with uh, really just full-on tank mode. Uh, terrible team, but really tough to get in behind the commanders there, and they're technically not in range yet as I'm recording this. The Bills and the Jaguars, they're close, but you're better off just laying the points if you're looking to back either of them, and I do lean the Jags in that game. I agree with the move up from 6.5 to 7 uh, this week in that game. The Rams, they're they're close but not there as well in their game against Seattle. You can really see either team there closes a slight favorite, so if one of them hits 1.5 and, and you just tease them through the 3 and 7, there's definitely worse things you could do there. The Vikings are in range. You can get them from plus 2.5 up to plus 8.5 on the road at Denver against the Broncos. And then, you know, the Eagles are there in most spots, but I am seeing some some threes on the board against the Chiefs, and you're better off just taking the three versus the teaser um, if you're looking to back the Eagles this week. But technically, the Eagles are in range in some spots. So tough one to come by this week. And honestly, I'm trying to get one out here every single week uh, in terms of a, a teaser play for everybody. This one was one of the tougher weeks to really uh, – to really accept one, so to speak. But let's call it for the official Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week for week 11. Let's call it the Lions down from minus 7.5 to minus 1.5 at home against the Bears, paired with the Vikings from plus 2.5 up to plus 8.5 against the Broncos. Let's only do this for a half unit, though, because I'm not the biggest fan of the Vikings' leg and even the Lions' leg as well. But um, but let's do it. Let's go with those two teams, the Lions paired with the Vikings. Go, DJ! All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. As always, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And like I always say, if you enjoyed listening to this, just please take five seconds just to rate the Doggy Juice Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review if you can. Better yet, just show it to a friend who might be interested in learning more about the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization here in the U.S., learning more about the industry and what's happening, keeping up on the latest updates, or just learning how to become a better, sharper sports better during these incredibly exciting times in the sports betting industry. Anything you could help do to spread the word, spread the love, it's always very much appreciated. I'm going to look at maybe uh, doing some incentives here, maybe have a little prize, a little giveaway. We did that uh, the first year of the Doggy Juice Pod, and, and I had some nice engagement feedback there, and um, so any ideas and feedback you have on the pod too is always appreciated as well. I really, really appreciate that because I'm, I'm always trying to keep this entertaining and, and exciting for people. And I have some guests that I'm looking to line up soon too. I know I've, I've had a few that were lined up over the summer and then things got busy with the pregnant wife and everything. So I've had to table some of those, but we will be bringing more guests on the podcast and I won't have more evergreen content for you all as well, but we're still in the thick of everything here with sports coming left, right, and center. We're in that wonderful pocket right now where we just have wall-to-wall action, of course, with college basketball now happening, college football, NFL. we got NHL and NBA. you got your, your soccer. Everything's happening. You can play. You know, there's tennis, golf, everything. So many markets up there, so many edges to attack, and uh, I'll really be focusing in a little bit more on just the week, week-to-week cadence on, on uh, finding value on the betting boards here. But I want to get more into the evergreen content again and more into the a lot of legal updates to come up with too so we'll be having a little state of the union uh, in terms of where we're at definitely do a a year-end pod where we look at where things are in the industry that's coming up as well but uh 
yeah, anything you could help do to, to spread the word, send this to friends who might be interested is always appreciated. But that's it for this pod, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Good luck on your action. Talk to you all again next week. Doggy Juice out. Out. <laughs>